Welcome to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program for and about women. Joyce Buford is a certified coach who has a passion for helping women who need a second wind. Joyce is the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, a program that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. As a certified coach, she studied directly with her mentor, Jack Canfield, author of the Chicken Soup book series, where she served as an assistant to his training program. Through her study with many prestigious coaches and mentors, she has created a powerful program that has positively impacted hundreds of people. On today's program, Joyce and her guest will help you learn how to get your second wind. Now here's our host, Joyce Buford. Welcome to Second Wind with Joyce. This is a very exciting day for me. Not Well, I'm excited about my guest, but I also want to share something with you about me. Last night, well, my my book, Effortless Happiness, How You Find Your Voice and Finally Ask for What You Really Want, came out yesterday, and I had my first book signing. <laughs> now, this is kind of funny, you'll think, I'm sure. I Googled to say, what would you write in a book, you know, when they want you to sign the book, but you can find anything on Google. But it was a tremendous success, and I was so supported by friends and and family, and it was just, uh, I'm still flying high today because it was just such a surreal experience for me. Just wonderful. Now, if you are wanting to get a book, I would like for you to, you can go to Amazon and get it. We are now on Amazon. So anyway, if you are interested, encouraged, please do so. I would thrill me to have you as part of my family. Now, my guest today has a, a very interesting bio, um, and she deals with a subject that I'm very interested in. Her name is Atherton Drenth. She is from Canada. She is an author of the, fo- of the following Body Wisdom and the new book, The Intuitive Dance. Beautiful title. She is a clairvoyant and medical intuitive who has been in private practice for over 16 years. Now, raised in a home that encouraged a woman to know her own mind and pursue her own dreams, as a teenager, she became curious about the spiritual side of life and was tutored by her mom in meditation, spirituality, metaphysical, and Eastern religion, concepts, and philosophies. She pursued a career in science as a medical technologist, worked in hospitals and private laboratories for 10 years, and she transitioned into corporate world and management positions. Atherton has been extensively trained and certified as, as a medical intuitive and holistic energy practitioner. She has been in private practice since 2000 and has personally, personally conducted over 35,000 healing balances on clients from around the world. That is awesome. (laughs) That is awesome. She is also the owner of Paradigm Center for Wellness, an integrative health care center in Ontario, Canada, which offers yearly workshops and was featured in the documentary Voyage to Betterment as one of 12 experts in the fields of consciousness, research, and spirituality. 
Today, we're going to be talking about intuitive dance, and I just love this and what's in the book. So, welcome, Atherton. Thank you. I'm so happy you're here. I could not stop writing on your bio. I just wanted to quote (laughs) it all. Well, thank you. Yes, and I, I, I purposely did not include that moment in your life that really turned you in this direction or gave you proof or moved you forward. So I'd love it if you shared that moment with my audience. Certainly. Um, yeah, so I was uh, uh, dutifully employed in the corporate world, and I had a really amazing job and mm-hmm. uh, loved my work. And uh, then in my 45th year, I collapsed, and I had a near-death experience. I was uh, in bed, and uh, I woke up to find an angel standing beside my bed, and she said, it's your choice. You can live or you can die. And I had been suffering from poor health for about five years. I mm-hmm. was down to 98 pounds, and I had uh, oh. weekly crippling migraines. I oh. had become too weak to walk, and I went from uh, severe insomnia to sleeping 22 hours a day, and I just couldn't mm. do it anymore. So I just looked mm. at her and I said, take me. I'm done. Uh, <laughs> there, there, there's, there's nothing left. So mm-hmm. I started to rise up out of my body, and I felt such supreme love and bliss, and it was so beautiful. And everything started to fade into this beautiful white silver light, and all of a sudden I just paused and I thought, I can't leave my husband. I can't leave this poor man to raise two teenagers all by himself. <laughs> oh, so I'm no. just sort of I'm sort of hovering, you know, between the ceiling and my bed and I just kind of just say, Can can I change my mind please? And I and I heard this very sweet chuckle and yes and then bang I was back in my body. I fell asleep and I think I slept for about twenty four hours. And I woke up the next morning and all of a sudden I could start to walk again. And then I had a series of very synchronous set of events that happened over the next two weeks that led me to uh, a young healer and uh, who did healing work, which was totally outside of my purview of reality. Mm-hmm. And uh, he knew what was wrong with me, um, told me what was wrong. It was confirmed by the, by the doctor uh, three days later, and uh, I was told that it would be a minimum of two years before I would be able to return to work. And he, wow. had, me back, he had me back at work in three months. Oh. And yes, and, just, and then just out of the blue, he just said to me, you know, you're really intuitive and you can help people the way I help people. And I looked at him and I thought, well, first of all, I think you're nuts. Uh, and secondly, how did he know that I was so intuitive? Because I had always mm-hmm. known things about people when I touched them. Mm. I, just, I just never mm-hmm. realized I could do something with it. Mm-hmm. So I, um, I talked it over with my husband and he thought uh, this guy was nuts as well. But I decided to go ahead and do the training just to see what it was all about because by now I was fascinated. How could something so simple be so profound and make such a difference in my life? And uh, and I started to train in the healing arts, and uh, you know the rest they say is history. I mean, it, uh, it totally turned my life around. And then the intuitive dance uh, ended up becoming a result of all the things that I learned along the way to help me to learn and understand and how to cope with that huge transition that I was making from a very practical scientific business world into the world of uh, intuition and healing arts and looking at the world differently. Mm -hmm. Isn't it interesting that you were introduced to it in your home life? sort Uh of fashion. I don't know to what extent it was intuitive, but it certainly was spiritual meditative. So you were introduced to it, but as we get into our 
professional life, <laughs> we yes. sometimes think we have to change. Yes. And um, but you were called back to it. Right? Yes. Well, um, so I was always, um, you know, very intuitive as, as a child, and I was very fortunate in the fact that my, both my parents were highly intuitive, and uh, mm-hmm. they were actually quite psychic. And mm-hmm. they they always saw my intuitive ability as being a natural thing. I just didn't know I could do anything with it. I just, mm. uh, uh, you know, for me more than anything, I had to learn how to keep it to myself. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. because people just didn't understand. Right. And, uh, I had a bad different habit of time. Blurting, but, mm-hmm. Yes, different time. and I had a bad habit of blurting things out when I shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you what's wrong with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, you know, I opened your book in the very first chapter i think it says the basics of ego energy intuitive connection and i was just hooked (laughs) who doesn't want to get rid of the ego yes exactly (laughs) it just takes way too much time and energy but i would like for you just for my audience and to also get me clearer about it the intuitive what are you talking about when you say intuitive so, the, uh, so intuition is that ability to know things without really having um, sort of a scientific context. You just know things without understanding why you know them. Mm-hmm. And, and what I have found, uh, you know, through my own work and with my work with clients is that our, uh, our ability to connect to this innate natural ability that everybody has mm-hmm. acts as a bridge between the ego, which keeps us small and in, and in fear, and our yep. soul, which is our connection to God and source. Which is our truth and and our and our power. Mm-hmm. So when I when I learned to really uh, focus in on my intuition and discover what kind of primary intuitive I was, it helped me to do that dance between uh, listening to the fear of my ego, which my ego was afraid was the truth, and mm-hmm. listen and learn to listen to my soul, which understood and and knew the truth. Mm. And by and by doing that, it re- it dramatically reduced my stress and anxiety in life. Okay, now you say we are all intuitive. Yes. Do you believe we're intuitive to the same degree? It it all depends on how much you want to train it. You know, it's okay. like it's like choosing your career. You can choose to be a nurse or a doctor, or you can choose to go into marketing. Uh, yeah. For me, I realized that I had been very gently and lovingly guided in my whole life mm-hmm. to to doing this. And that near-death experience, for me, <laughs> had to be that moment of clarity. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't go on the way I was living. And mm-hmm. it was either check out and die or do something different. And, and this is what was presented to me. Mm-hmm. So your job must have been very stressful, right? Well, my life was stressful. You know, oh, the, the whole life. The, yeah, yeah. The, uh, I had a lot of a lot of things de- uh, that I had to deal with in my life. Um, uh-huh. Oddly enough, that corporate job I had had been the best job I'd ever had in my life. Oh. I had uh, uh, I had treme- I had for the first time in my life I had uh, two bosses who really understood how to mentor me, oh. and, they, and 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 how to in how to harness. I mean, my, I remember the CEO coming to me one day and he said, Atherton, I don't know what it is that you do in meetings, but he says, you really got to learn how to, you know, sort of uh, keep your mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> because he says, you've got this ability to look at a project and see all the, all the pitfalls 
and, and get, get the teams through all those pitfalls and get us to the end point, which is beautiful. But sometimes you're just a little bit too cut to the chase. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be an advantage to be able to see that. And yet, yes, I yes. don't know how it works for the team, not too much for the team. Not <laughs> well, it's not a team builder, let's say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, how important do you think intuitiveness is in one's ability to progress, to live a prosperous life, prosperous in not just financially, but whole life? I I consider it to be incredibly important, and I honestly don't know how people manage by not being connected to it. And most Mm -hmm. people are doing it at an unconscious level, and if you can Mm -hmm. give yourself permission to embrace it at a conscious level, life becomes a whole lot easier. Mm-hmm. So, so why wouldn't you want to do it? Right. Oh, yeah. yes. Well, does one start? At, how would you take somebody and start them on? I know you. I went to your website, and it's mm-hmm. got all these uh, different ways of connecting with you. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you start with just meditation? Does that is that where it starts? Well, um, first of all, uh, there's a there's a little quiz in the book that uh, that you can uh, walk yourself through to find out what kind of you, an intuitive you are. And, uh, and I know that for me, finding out what type of intuitive I was, was pivotal in helping me to understand how to hone my, my intuitive ability. Uh, so there's four different types of intuition. Um, mm-hmm. And once you figure out, and we have all four of them, everybody has all four, but one is going to be more dominant than the other. And if you can find out what your dominant is and then focus in on that, it makes it easier to learn how to use it. So for me, um, I'm a clairvoyant, which means I've got clear seeing, so I can see things very clearly in my mind. Mm. Uh, other people may be clairaudient, which is means that they can hear voices. That's not the one you really want to say bring up with the doctor, uh, but you know it's there. <laughs> the, the, slap you into yes. the cuffs. <laughs> um, the the next one is being claircognizant, which is just knowing what you know. And men have a tendency to be predominantly claircognizant. They just have a hunch. You know, I've got a hunch. If we do this, it'll work. Uh, and then the last is uh, clairsentient, which is clear feeling. And a lot of women are predominantly clairsentient because they're very uh, uh, empathic. They can feel other people's pain. They can understand other people's um, angst. Um, and so once you figure out which type you are, then you can hone in on that. And then I have exercises in the book to say, okay, so if you're a clairsentient, these are the things that you need to be aware of. And chances are this is how you're experiencing the world. And let's bring that into consciousness so now that you're aware. Because clairsentients mm-hmm. really struggle with feeling other people's pain. Because mm-hmm. their first response is they think, well, I've either caused it, I created it, or I need to fix it. And, mm. te- and teaching a clairsentient how to be aware of somebody else's pain and not take responsibility for it is pivotal mm-hmm. in helping to reduce their stress and anxiety. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can see why women are prone to be that type of of um, intuitive. Um, intuitive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. I lost the word. Intuitive. Well, I know that you probably felt this was such an important message. Why is that? Why you wrote the book? Is that the 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 pressure that was on you now is to open up this field and allow people to realize their gifts? Well, you know, in my practice, I was, uh, as I was helping people through their healing journey, you're often dealing with the emotional aspect of the stresses that they're going through their life. And uh, 
you know, they would say to me, well, you know, you've really helped me, but there's got to be something I can do at home. So I started giving them exercises, and I started by giving them what I called the vertical axis, which was uh, one of the very first uh, techniques that I learned that was, uh, again, pivotal for me. And the vertical mm-hmm. axis was, uh, is a very simple technique. You can learn it in less than a minute. And uh, what it does is it grounds you into heaven and earth. And when you bring those two energies together, you bring them down into your heart, and then you are able to open up to understanding how to love and honor yourself, and then honor and love others, and then honor and love the planet. And, and I found that by doing the vertical axis, I was, uh, I was able to calm down much more quickly. I was able to manage my fear. Uh, I noticed that when I was able to manage my fear, it reduced stress and anxiety. I started to mm-hmm. make decisions uh, more easily, and, and they were much more clear. Uh, it created a firm foundation for meditation, and then I noticed it was helping me to understand my intuition more clearly. So that was the first thing I did. And then I started to teach them how to uh, cut cords with people. And, mm-hmm. you know, one thing led to another, and I, and all of a sudden I realized I was putting together this little booklet. And I was, <laughs> I, was, I was handing this little booklet out to, you know, all in sundry. And then I was talking to a colleague one day, and she said, you know, this is really amazing material. You have got to write a book about this. <laughs> Let me introduce you to my agent, and this is the result. Ah, yeah. wonderful. Yeah. yeah. So the cutting the cords, I bet there's not one of us in the audience that don't need that. Yes. <laughs> We've all got somebody <laughs> in our past that we need to cut the connection with, right? Yes. Yes. Well, well, when we we interact with people energetically, I mean, we're we're not just a physical being. We are uh, we are energy, and yes. uh, and and energy connects to energy. So you know, for example, if you take a tuning fork, and you have a, another tuning fork in the room, all you've got to do is tap one tuning fork, and the other tuning fork will start to hum at the same note. Mm-hmm. So our mm-hmm. energy fields are exactly the same thing. They they start to resonate with the energy around us. Well, you can get what I call static cling. And that static cling can start to build up over time, and it can be very negative and uh, and very debilitating, and it can form into threads or cords, which we call fear cords. So mm-hmm. part of my daily maintenance is not only doing the uh, vertical axis, but cutting cords with everyone I've been in contact with throughout the day to clear out that static oh. cling. Mm-hmm. I, I, right. I tell I tell my my uh, my little kid clients, I said, you know, it's like cleaning the cat hair off. Oh, okay. I get that. <laughs> <laughs> we get that. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. It's not just the the ones that have you remember from your own history, but just interactions with people all through the day. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I haven't thought of that. Well, and you know. and, and when you've had a uh, if, if you've had a, an interaction with somebody or you've been in a long-term toxic relationship, that's mm-hmm. a different kind of fear cord. And then there's, there are different procedures for dealing with that kind of fear cord. Because we've all had those people in our life where, we, where there's been something uh, that's happened that's been extremely upsetting or very traumatic. So mm-hmm. then there, there, there are, uh, there's a different procedure for that kind of cord cutting. And is that really important for us to do? Yes, it's amazing how it can heal relationships. Um, I never cease to be amazed how I can do uh, fear cord cuttings between, um, say, an, an adult and um, the mother 
uh, and they've had a toxic relationship with their mother for years, and they can hardly Mm -hmm. talk to each other. They can barely stand being in the same room together. And you can do this uh, particular cord cutting between um, the parent and the child. And and I always hear back from the client saying, well, my mother was on the phone when I got to the house, and all of a sudden, for the first time in my life, I could listen to her, I could understand her, I didn't get hooked, I wasn't upset, and now we can be civil with each other. Um, mm. Other situations where women who were trying to get out of a, a extremely toxic marriage, all of a mm. sudden their husbands, the, 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 uh, the divorce went through, and uh, they could be in the same room with them and, and decide on who was going to get the kids when. It, it, so it, they're, they're pretty, it's pretty uh, amazing in how healing they can be. Mm. Um, I want to share a situation that I was just in with my mother, who, um, you know, mother-daughters, they just caught sleep in this going mm-hmm. back and forth um yeah. but it was i kind of felt within the last she passed uh, on christmas day last year mm-hmm. but it was we had about really six to eight really good months and they were there was no hostility there was there was such comfort and i was kind of wondering is that was was that because i was more receptive or i turned loose of some of some of my hostility or it was quite interesting but i noticed it yeah. i noticed it it was quite evident to me well so i i find it in situations where um a parent is is um, about to pass Mm-hmm. There, there, there's a shift in the energy, and our uh, our love starts to come through, and our compassion creates a different level of clarity, because then we start to realize what's really important and what isn't important. You know, yeah. I went through I went through the same thing with my mother. I mean, she had a brain tumor, and she had uh, became mentally ill as a result of that, and yeah. uh, and and the whole situation was incredibly um, bizarre and, and very toxic. And, um, mm-hmm. and, and I was actually not allowed to visit my mother because of the man she was married to at the time. And, oh. and yet those, those few rare um, moments that I was allowed to see her, and uh, she was blind and she was um, uh, mute, but she could hear mm-hmm. me, um, mm-hmm. there, there was a, a healing that happened because I was able to just step back and honor what was happening and realized that I was being um, held back for a reason because she wanted to die. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. That was that's enlightening to me mm-hmm. to understand the transitions. You know, yeah, that uh, that whole death transition was mm-hmm. really the first time I'd experienced it, and um, so it was um, amazing what does what the how the body lets you know and yeah. all of these different phases. Yeah. Okay, so we talk about now you're talking about emotional blackmail as well in the book. Now uh, what's yeah. that? Well, a black uh, emotional blackmail is um to me uh, a form of emotional abuse that is very insidious and very subtle and it can be going on in in your life for years and you're not aware of it. And uh, it, it's a, a type of emotional put-down that makes you feel powerless and ineffective. Uh, they can mm-hmm. be um, emotionally crippling and very life-limiting. Uh, like mm-hmm. I said, it's a very subtle form of verbal abuse. Uh, mm-hmm. Emotional blackmailers are getting their needs ma- met by making you think that it's your fault. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they make statements like, so you don't love me anymore? Or you think you're smarter than me now? Or, no. oh, you know, so it's those very subtle put-downs, and you, you, you feel like 
the rug's been pulled out from underneath you, and, and your first response is, is to get defensive. Well, no, I still love you. Okay, well, then why aren't you doing what I want you to do? Because if you really loved me, you would mm-hmm. do this. Okay? Yeah. Right. I'm with so you on that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're 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 very crippling and they're 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 tricky to get situations to get out of. But once you start to understand that an emotional blackmailer has absolutely no self-esteem and they will do anything in their power to get you to suffer the way they're suffering, you can start mm. giving yourself permission, saying, "I'm not going to buy into this anymore." Right. Yeah. Hmm. That goes on a lot of marriages, at any rate, relationships, really. Yes. Doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it does. Yeah. And you can you, you call- can have it, and you can have it at at a family level. So families can yeah. be entrenched in that, uh, yeah. and you can have what I call the tribal. You know, like the the whole clan is that way. So mm-hmm. it. Uh, but if you can break free of it, it's 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 amazing how your life can change. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Now, you say that one of the processes is forgiveness, but how important is forgiveness? I mean, we, we would all need to go through forgiveness. Um, forgiveness is incredibly important because it's very freeing, but mm-hmm. we we rush into it and we don't realize that it's a process. Because mm-hmm. people will do, well, you know, I, I, I forgave them. I know I should be forgiving them, and I should be forgiving them. And you're right. But just by saying that, well, I've forgiven them, but you haven't really forgiven them, you're not fooling anybody but yourself. And right. I see that And I see that with clients all the time. You know, they say, oh, yes, well, you know, I forgave my father for the way he treated me as a child. And meanwhile, their feel is just wobbling on its axis, and it's like, mm, no, you haven't. <laughs> So we we need to go. You have to go through the pain. You've got to you've got to pull it up and you've got to take a look at it, and you've got to examine it, and uh, and that can be very hard to do. And a lot of people will resist that, and and uh, you know I, I call that uh, that self reflection belly button time uh, yeah. of going and going into it and examining the pain. Well, well, you know uh, what really happened and why do you feel that way and can you look at it from their point of view? Mm-hmm. And just because you forgive doesn't mean you condone the act. But yes. what it does do is it finally gives you the clarity to understand why it happened and what you needed to learn so that you can get on with the rest of your life. Because you mm-hmm. can't change you can't change the situation, you can't change the past, and you can't change the person that did it to you. But you can sure change the way you've responded to the situation and so that you can move on. Yeah. And I'm always surprised because I'm working on a forgiveness saga i call it but Mm -hmm. i think it's done and then it it comes back and bites me again and i go oh i guess i haven't really done this well (laughs) and that's and that's and that's the other trick with forgiveness is a lot of people think that well once i've forgiven i'll never remember it again and that's not true uh it will come back around again and again but as you go through the act of forgiveness you start to notice the, the emotional charge is starting to reduce Mm-hmm. To the point where all of a sudden you realize one day uh, somebody will bring something up and they'll and you'll go what and he, and it's like oh yeah 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 okay oh wow I've finally <laughs> forgotten that and it doesn't hurt anymore yeah you go ahead and talk to me all about it you know talk about it all one and and you know I'm sorry you're wallowing in your pain about this but I just can't go there anymore yeah 
Yeah, that's a good feeling. Yeah. And I'm heading there. I'm getting closer. It's getting better and better every oh, good, time. Good. <laughs> so, but we are going to take a short break and come back to talk with Atherton about more of the interesting work that she does with um, all of the things that she's been doing, the teaching of the exercises and intuitive, the ego, all of it. It's just fascinating. So when we'll be back, we'll be talking more with Atherton. Thank you. Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break. Would you like to know how to bring more ease to all the decisions you need to make in life? Knowing your core values is the first step in Joyce's free live masterclass. You'll discover your top five core values in as little as 45 minutes. Join her now at free gift from joyce.com close your eyes and imagine living your life without limits where would you go who would you meet what would you do during an uncover your hidden genius session you will discover what's keeping you from living your life with purpose passion, and fulfillment of your potential. You'll get a clear vision of the steps you need to take to uncover your hidden genius so that you can live a life without limits. Sessions can be done over the phone, Skype, or in person. Find out more at www.JoyceBufordEmpowers.com or by calling 903-287-0747. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. We are having the most interesting conversation with Atherton Drenth, and she is from Canada, Ontario, Canada, and a clairvoyant and medical intuitive. So we've been talking about the ego and we've been talking about intuitiveness that we each have. So I'm just amazed at that, Atherton, that we um, all have intuitiveness. How does it, How is it that we don't know that? I mean, well, why is it? We're, we're basically trained out of it right from the very beginning. Um, and, uh, I mean, parents don't realize that they're doing it to their children because it's such a subconscious thing. Uh, because, uh, so for example, um, uh, just so people have context, there was a, my husband and I were going through a particularly tough time when our children were very young. Our son was three at the time. And, uh, we had basically been up all night, uh, arguing, 
but we'd been keeping our voices down because you know the children were sleeping and yeah. uh we were uh we were in the kitchen and uh we we were still having a, a very uh tense conversation about some things that had been happening and and just trying to work through how we were going to handle this when um all of a sudden I just you know felt this tug on my pajamas and I looked down and it was my son and, and uh, he looked at me and he says mommy are you and daddy having an argument and <laughs> and I was first of all I was stunned that he even knew the word Mm-hmm. And I looked down at him, and I realized it was a moment of clarity. So I could mm-hmm. do what my mother heart wanted to do, was protect him and say, oh, no, no, dear, everything's just fine. Don't worry about it, you know. But I knew that that would be lying to him mm-hmm. because he could feel and sense the tension, which was his intuition. So mm-hmm. I looked at him, and I said, yes, Mommy and Daddy are, are not very happy, and we are having an argument, and it has nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. So why don't you go back to your room? And play. And he went, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So by doing that, I honored what he was Mm -hmm. sensing and feeling. And it also Mm -hmm. helped him to understand that he didn't cause it, he didn't create it, he didn't need to fix it. It wasn't his fault. And it was all right to let us work it out. And off he went. And and Mm -hmm. this is how we can help our children with their intuition. So if a child comes to you and says, you know, are you unhappy? And you go, oh, no. Well, then (laughs) you slide to them, and now you cause them intuitive confusion. Yes. So then, so what, and, and they will do what everybody does in their ego. They'll think, oh, well, I've done something wrong. And they will, make, they, and they will come to an erroneous uh, conclusion, which will create a negative belief that they think is the truth that's really the lie. So mm. it's far better for, you know, if a child comes to you and says, you know, are you feeling all right? To say, no, I'm not feeling um, all right, but you don't need to worry about it. It's not your problem. Thank you very much for asking. I love you you know, mm-hmm. why don't you go, go and do something, then you're, you're honoring their intuition, you're being mm-hmm. honest, and, and then um, they're not taking emotional responsibility for the fact that you are trying to work through something, right? Right, yeah. How many times we think of things, but we don't call it intuition. I don't know what we call it, but it doesn't, in my mind, it wouldn't fall under intuition. It's just like... It's there. It's a thought. And yeah. I don't know. I've never put those two together. Yeah. Well, and, that, and that's how simple it is. And that's how automatic it is for everybody. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, in, in children, for example, you know, uh, uh, phantom stomach aches are, are classic. Um, children are predominantly clairsentient in the beginning because they don't have emotional language. So they, they sense and feel everything. Mm-hmm. And, 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 the, and the child that's coming home with uh, tummy aches and headaches all the time is picking up stuff at school and they don't know what to do about it but they also don't have the emotional language to describe to the parent that they just feel other people's stuff mm, yeah and, and, if, and if everybody's not feeling well well they're going to come home and they don't feel well too but they don't realize that they're not getting sick they're just not feeling well because everybody else in the class is not feeling well so how do you mm-hmm. deal with that mm-hmm. yeah i i am um... I have a question about, I work with a school of young children, and it's where they are through the, um, as we become more of a TV-watching civilization, taking Uh more, you know, not interacting, we're not, our children aren't moving as much as they used to. Uh Um, They're much more sound-sensitive in the the classroom. They Uh hear sounds. is that also affecting our intuitive abilities? Um, Do you think? Um, no. 
No, well, I, I see if if they're more sedentary, then they're going to be more uh, introspective. And if the mm-hmm. more introspective you are, the more you're aware of what's going on around you in your environment. Okay. And and because they're not out moving, they haven't got a way to manage it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, so it will build up. So clairsentients, for example, when they get overwhelmed, when they get overloaded with too many sensations, they only have two recourses: they either blow up in rage, or they or they dissolve into a puddle of tears. And it's a way to discharge oh. their field. And and, mm-hmm. and if kids are outside moving, it's just naturally happening for them because they're out in nature. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's another reason to get those children outside playing. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Now, you created a holistic uh, center. Uh, yes. And it's called? The Paradigm Center for Wellness. And when did you create this center? Well, uh, I opened that up uh, 10 years ago. And uh, it was a result of, I, I, I had originally been working out of my house, and I was getting far too busy. I was seeing about 100 to 120 people a week. And yes. uh, it was creating a lot of traffic in the neighborhood. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> the neighbors, neighbors were, were complaining. Well, no, actually, they were really good about it. Uh, you know, they just say, wow, there's a lot of cars in the neighborhood. And, uh, and I just, uh, and my guides came to me one day, uh, Archangel Michael came to me one day, and he said, Atherton, it's time to move your practice. And I went, okay, well, you know, you better show me what to do, and you better show me how to afford it, because, you know, pretty happy camper here working out of the house. And... Uh, and then we found uh, this beautiful building in, in uh, downtown Guelph, and uh, we uh, were able to purchase it. In uh, It was only on the market for an hour, and we had it 24 hours later. It was ours. My goodness. So wow. I, I just thought, you know, I, I have this opportunity to uh, create something for our community where we can bring together all of these amazing healers into one place so that mm-hmm. clients can come and uh and, you know, see a naturopath or, you know, uh, mm-hmm. see uh, uh, a healer or uh, have um, uh, an osteopath or see a therapist. So it was uh, it was amazing. And uh, so that's what we've been doing for the last 10 years. And mm-hmm. I was looking at your website and you have some of the different procedures listed there mm-hmm. and um, massages in there. I've love mm-hmm. massage. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, I was it was it, do you try to um, have diversity in your services? Yes. Yeah, so, um, so I I, I, uh, I explain to clients this way: we are moving from what I refer to as a patriarchal healing model and moving into what I call the matriarchal healing model. So, mm-hmm. the way things have been in the past with patriarchal is the um, Science, the doctor, the uh, specialist—they mm. th- are the middle, and the and the patient comes to them, and they are told what to do. Yes. So it, it's very much a, a, a one-way street. In mm-hmm. a matriarchal uh, healing model, the client becomes the center of a wheel, and whoever they access becomes a spoke in that wheel. And the more spokes that are in the wheel, the more more quickly and easily they're able to um, move towards health. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. When, when you're working with uh, complementary or integrative health care, you're looking at the whole body. 
So then you have to work with the whole body, which means that you're going to look at not only working with the energy field through energy work or medical intuitive, but you're going to look at things like massage or physiotherapy or osteopathy or chiropractic or working with a naturopath or a nutritionist because that's mm-hmm. all part of it. And, and the client is going to be the person to direct that. The, person is going to, the client is going to be the, the one to say, okay, well, today I'm going to work with Atherton and then um, tomorrow I'm going to go see my naturopath and then I'm going to have a massage and I'm going to do this, that, and the other thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Each of us will offer um, advice, but that's to be taken under advisement because it's the client that needs to choose what's right for them. So when they come to the center, they can uh, see me, and then they can go and have a massage, and then they can go and see the naturopath, and then they can come back and have another session with me, if they so choose. Mm-hmm. Now, do you have people that come distances to, to uh, use your facility? Yes, we uh, have people coming from um, all over Ontario, Um and we also do, uh, myself and my two other uh, colleagues that are healers, we do what's called distance work. So we mm-hmm. can work with people from around the world. So I, I you know, I have clients in, in uh, you know, Japan and Germany and, and England and Mexico and, and uh, Saudi Arabia, and they call in, and then I work, mm-hmm. uh, I work with them over the phone because energy is energy, and it's like a, a radio station, right? Um, mm-hmm. once, I, once I have a person's verbal permission... And I only work with people when I have verbal permission. Uh, then I connect to their energy field, and then we bring them, bring that radio station into the room. We work with it, and then we send it back. Mm-hmm. And and there are clients that I've worked with for years, and I've never met them personally. <laughs> yeah, but you've seen more than if you saw them personally. Really, <laughs> you know more about that person. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, good. I was worrying you were reading me. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, I don't need you know, anybody got, without permission. No, I was teasing. It's kind of like talking to a therapist at a dinner party. You always think yes. you're being psychoanalyzed. Yes, yes, that is so true. <laughs> well, and that happens, too. I mean, if you, when you're out in public, people say, oh, don't look at me, don't look at me. And it's like, I have no problem because I don't have permission, and I like to just, I, I do it in the room and not in public. It's too exhausting. <laughs> yes. yes. So... Were you pleased with this book? Did it did it meet your expectations? I was amazed at how quickly you wrote this book. Yes, and you I, wrote I, it in <laughs> six months. I wrote it in six months. Um, yeah, awesome. I was I was thrilled. Uh, you know, working with uh, Llewellyn um, has been uh, such a, a wonderful experience. Uh, you know, working with uh, uh, Angela Wicks as the uh, editor and uh, and uh, Aaron as the uh, the uh, line editor mm-hmm. and my uh, my agent and. Uh, and Kit Sanborn, they've all been uh, such a tremendous help in helping me to uh, to hone the book and uh, keep the message really clear. So I've mm-hmm. just been thrilled with it, and I and I love the fact that everybody who reads the book goes, "Oh, this is so amazing," and and I and they're coming back into the office and they're buying three more copies because you know my mother has to have it and my sister has to have it and Aunt Susie's got to have it. So <laughs> it's it, it's been wonderful. They're just flying off the shelf. It's great. Oh, that yeah, that is a great feeling. Oh, um. I was. Um, I wanted to, them to know that you have an offer for them on the website, that mm-hmm. so that they can go there. It's a very interesting website to go to. So I'd encourage you as listeners to go to what is the the uh, website. So the, the the website is uh, www.athertondrenth.ca. 
if you sign up for our newsletter, the Paradigm Pages, you will get a free download of the vertical axis, and it will walk you through the vertical axis, uh, which is a, um, a nice way to start your meditation. Yes. So that starts with grounding from sky, heaven to earth. Yes, it, 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 it connects you to heaven and earth at the same time and, and brings it together so that you are connected not only to the love within yourself, but the love of the divine. And that and you can and it teaches you how to send that out into the planet, which the mm. planet needs more than anything else right now. Oh, so yes, long. we do. We need <laughs> yeah. that, don't we? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I um, I found so much wisdom in the pages that I did was able to read, and I certainly intend to go back and and complete this because, as you've told me, it's just it's just so interesting to know all that's offered inside that book. Yeah. So I encourage the people that are out there, please take this opportunity to get this book. You need to know the intuitive dance, and that we are all intuitive. I think that's fascinating, and take that test to find out where you are. how you are intuitive so if there were something what would you say is the top two or three points that you made through this book I know it's chock full of things but is it possible to share what was the most important thing that you wanted to get across in writing this book uh, the the most important thing was learning how to manage one's ego in order to reduce your stress and anxiety, and that was really the, the core uh, point of this book, because there's a big difference between um, your fear, and mm-hmm. and uh, and I mean there's two there's only two emotions there's there's fear and there's love, and ego is very fearful, and this book helps you to understand that your ego isn't in charge; it's really your soul loving voice that's in charge. And you're bigger than your ego. You, you are your soul. And it helps you to understand that your ego really is just a very, very frightened little child who needs somebody to love it and understand it. And, the, and your soul voice is, is, the, is the adult in the room and can show it how to be more reasonable and stay uh, clearer and not uh, be running the show. Mm. Uh, Go ahead. The other thing is uh, I have uh, three, what I call the three simple techniques, uh, three simple things, and uh, there's a, a little... Uh, it's all put together at the back of the book, and, and we have done we have confirmed through research that if you do these three simple things, if you don't do anything else in this book but those three simple things at the back of the book, that you can reduce the stress and anxiety in your life by up to 40% by wow. doing these techniques in less than five minutes a day. And, and there's even a little test that you can do to monitor your progress over 40 days. Oh, that's awesome. We need to buy that just for that. Stress yes. is so prevalent yes. in everyone's life these days. Yes, yes, and I and I think we need that more than anything else. And and the the three simple things uh, was it was such a dramatic improvement for the people. And and I'm even people who were going through some very extreme trauma, like we had uh, one woman who was losing a child to cancer, oh. mm. and we had uh, we had another woman who was losing her mother to cancer, and, and they, they both said the same thing, that those three simple things helped them to keep their wits about them as they were going through these, you know, profound uh, stages of, of anxiety and grief and having to make uh, life and death decisions every single day. Right. Could yeah. you share those? 
The three simple things is doing the vertical mm-hmm. axis, and you do that every morning. It uh, takes you less than a minute, and then at night you do the vertical axis again. You do cord cutting with the angels, and then you do something called dream time management. And dream time management, what it does is it helps you to uh, structure your dream time so that you wake up in the morning feeling rested, restored, and renewed instead of waking up exhausted and uh, emotionally frazzled. Mm-hmm. And they no. take the, it takes less than five minutes to do it. Wow, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Most people are up and out, jumping out of bed, moving. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so they need this to calm them down. Yeah. Okay. So if if so, these are the three steps. But you can also go. Can they buy your book from your site? Um, they can. Uh, my book is available at uh, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, uh, all of the major books. Sell, uh, Llewellyn also carries it. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. If they go to my website, they can connect to the uh, the major booksellers uh, in oh, Canada. Good. It's available at Chapters and in Indigo. So uh, mm-hmm. all all the major book distributors do have my book. Oh well, it needs to be on everybody's bookshelf. Oh, I you. I I am a fan. I am thank a fan. You. So the website that we want you to go to is, I'm looking here, help, can you help me out? Sure, here? it's uh, com, and it's spelled A-T-H-E-R-T-O-N-D-R-E-N-T-H.com. Okay. There you get to go and see, and it's broken down. I love the way you did your site because it's broken down into three areas that you can go to. Of course, you have your headings above, but you can go immediately to the, um, what section is that under where they can get the the newsletters and uh, the recording right there on the very first page. So... I really encourage people to do that. Do that for yourself so that you can, one, learn more about you, which is what we all need to do, and be kind to ourselves by taking these three simple techniques and implementing them into our lives. Um, The courses that you offer on your website are... um, Interesting. I kind of looked through some of them today, and mm-hmm. it, it's um, they were all very interesting. And is there a place to start, or is it more our intuitiveness that tells us where we want to go? Uh, well, that's a good question. Um, I, I think that if you're looking for a way to, um, you know, especially if you're going through some pretty big changes in your life and you're looking for a way to uh, give more clarity and give yourself more self-confidence, then I would say start by finding out, uh, understand the difference between uh, fear and, um, and, and truth. And, mm-hmm. uh, and my book walks you through that. And then you find out what kind of an intuitive you are and then start practicing what your predominant intuitive ability is. And then cherry pick what exercises are really speaking to you at that moment in time as you work through that. Um, I think that the first... what I find to be the most uh, critical thing to start with is the vertical axis because it Mm -hmm. it grounds you so that you can understand where the fear is and where the truth is. And then your intuition will become the bridge that will walk you between between the two. Mm -hmm. So that would be where I would start. Yeah, great. Great advice. 
So, and the the fear and the fear is the ego. That's what you're saying. Well, the fear ego comes from the ego. Well, uh, you know, there, there's two different types of fear, isn't there? There is mm-hmm. what I call uh, legitimate fear, which is the fight or flight, and that's when mm-hmm. you are in danger. You know, you're out for a walk and a bear charges you. You're going right. to start running. You're not going to go into your vertical axis and connect to your intuition and try to <laughs> communi- commune with the bear. Um, and then there's manufactured fear, and, uh, and ego is very good at manufacturing fear. It's the mind fights. It's the assumptions. It's the, oh, I can't possibly say that to, uh, to Susie Q, uh, even mm-hmm. though you know it's the truth. Uh, it's... Um, uh, it's the egos. Uh, we we need our egos, and that's always a big surprise for people. We need our egos. It's it's what creates context. It's how you see me and I see you. But mm-hmm. we we start to believe that we are our egos, and our egos are in charge because it's that little voice that's always nattering away in the back of our mind. It's it's you know it's the monkey mind. So we mm-hmm. always believe everything that it says. We believe every thought. And we don't realize that the mind is always thinking, the ego is always uh, thinking, and underneath all of that, there is this the, the soul, who we really are, which is bigger than our egos, which is very, very calm and very loving and very understanding. And, and it will say things like, well, is that really true? Well, no, it's not true. But your ego is afraid that it's true. Your ego wants it to be true. And your intuition will help you to understand that. Mm. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Interesting. Okay. I'm getting into this this afternoon <laughs> to work on the egos. Now, the rest of you, if you do not have this book, you will need to order it. And it will be there very shortly. I'm amazed at the uh, shipping of Ab- Amazon and I'm sure some of the other product uh, pro- providers out there. Yeah. But as usually, as usual, there's a time that we have to say goodbye to our guests. And it's always um, hard to do because, um, like Atherton, um, she has brought us so much good information, information that we can actually put into our lives, and it beca- it helps us get stronger. It helps us um, survive. It helps us become better because we can take that knowledge that she has shared with us and uh, make it part of our lives. So, Atherton, I appreciate very much that that you've been on this show today because I know my listeners have learned a lot and uh, will be buying your book. Well, thank you very so, much, Joyce. It's been my honor. Oh, thank you. So we will uh, hopefully connect again, Atherton, because I just uh, think that this is fascinating. <laughs> so, thank you very much. All right, you dear listeners out there, I want you to please turn an eye today towards somebody very close to you. Uh, Give them the, the grace of a smile. Give them the hope for a good day. And give them praise. Give them love. In whatever manner you can do that. One of the things would be to go buy this book. Or you could buy my book. So I'm going to do a little little suggestion here that you go to Effortless Happiness on Amazon. And you could also purchase my book, who just came out yesterday, which just came out yesterday. And um, as Atherton knows, that's an exciting day when you 
finally produced the book, and it is available to the audience out there. So if you are inclined to do that, go to Effortless Happiness, because there is the question of how can I find my voice? I've lost it. And you get to finally, once you do find your voice, ask for what you really want. Now, I do this by connecting you with your values. What are your values? What do you really value in your life today? And believe it or not, it changes as the years go by. So it's a wonderful practice, a practical workbook that you can take and use and implement into your daily life, into your goals for the year, so that you're always focusing and using those core values that are most important to you. Amazon, the book is Effortless Happiness. Thank you very much for being here with us today. It's been an exceptional day, and I hope that as you go out and and, um, receive the day, that it'll be a great day for you. Thank you very much for being here. It's been a delight. Joyce Buford returns next week at this same time for another edition of Second Wind. Through the Joyce Buford Empowerment System, women are receiving support during their transition and are able to reclaim their true purpose and strength. They receive the tools they need to map out new lives. You can find out more about her coaching services at 